Can I, I can I give you one first? Six. Is that what I was going? Yeah. Okay. Let's, is that how it's going to go? It. Let's do it. So you think you can get any actor to tone Loke within six degrees? If I know or fewer. All right. If you're not picking somebody from like the '60s or '50s or whatever, somebody that you know that I know, could they have been born? Could they have been alive then? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thirty seconds is what we were trying for me. Uh, I'm going to give you sixty seconds. Don't be cocky. All right. All right. Here's one minute, and get me to tone Loke. In six degrees to Orson Welles. Go. Orson Welles? I, I don't know any Orson Welles films. Okay. I can't connect uh, them to anyone. All right. Fine. That's your first failure. Okay. And I told you not like an old. Fi- the guy made Citizen Kane in like what? 1942? Okay. But he was still alive don't pick Jimmy in the Stewart 80s. either or James Cagney. All right. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Go. All right. Rodney Dangerfield was in uh, Caddyshack with Bill Murray. Bill Murray was in. Come on. Yeah. What was Bill Murray in? He was in tons of stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think of the good one. That's 30 seconds in case you were interested. All right. Thanks. All right, Bill Murray was in Ghostbusters with Rick Moranis, who was in... Oh. Five, four, three, yeah, I'm two, a, I'm embarrassed. One. I failed. All right. You've, you've taught me humility, okay? I thought you were going to get it, honestly. Uh. All right, sock it to me. I'm going to be terrible at this. I can't do this in a minute. Do you have a timer or do you need me to do a timer? I can do the timer. Okay. But don't hit it yet. You didn't even give me the name yet. Ready? Yes. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Okay. Leonard Nimoy was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Jeff Goldblum, who was in... uh, No, Leonard. Yes. We're going to go... No. Yeah, we're going to go Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum left. was in um, uh, that dinosaur movie with Laura Dern, who was in... Uh, 25 seconds She left. was in... Okay. Uh, Laura Dern was in some movie with Ashley Judd, who was in Heat with Tone Loke. What movie was I don't Ashley know. You Judd tell in? me. You tell me. You got ten, must... 10 seconds left. Okay. Uh, Laura, was he in a movie Laura with Dern Bill? Laura Dern and Ashley uh, Judd. Uh, she was in Four, Titanic three, with Billy Zane, who was two, in Poetic Justice with Tone Loke. One. Laura Dern was in Titanic? Sure she was. No, she wasn't. <laughs> All right. Give me my next one. I'm going to do better this time. Are we doing more? Yeah. Do another one. <laughs> I'm so okay. ashamed. Yeah, give him one more because he was really cocky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh. Uh, all right, Jimmy. I'm going to give you one more and it's going to be a total gimme. You're, you're going to get this lickety split. Okay. Paul Giamatti. All right. Paul Giamatti was in Saving Private Ryan with... Oh, see. Hmm? I said, see? Yeah. You already got it. <clears throat> was in Saving Private Ryan with Matt Damon, who was in Titan AE with Tone Loke. Yeah. I, see, got I thought it. you were going to go yeah. Tom Sizemore in no. Heat with Tone Loke. Oh, that no. That would have been better. No. Yeah. That would have yeah. been way cooler. You're right. All you right. got it. Cool. That's in two. Oh, man. I'm so awesome. <sighs> Boy, 
Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Nice to be back. You're welcome. Joey Z here, Long Road Home Alone. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, too. Truly, truly. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. It's nice to be back on the show. Yeah. Polka, 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 polka. That's what we're talking about today. Kenosha kickers? Yeah. Coming to you live from Sheboygan. Probably a good idea to talk about polka. It's an appropriate topic. Yeah. I gotta be, uh, I gotta be honest. Um, I don't know a lot about polka, and especially as a cultural phenomenon in the great state of Wisconsin. I uh, I know that it is uh, the, the state song for Wisconsin is polka. Uh, I know back in the 70s, actually, and this is mentioned in Home Alone by Gus Polinski. What is it? He's not the lead of the Kenosha Kickers, right? How does that work with polka? You know, because like nobody really sings, right? Sure. Sure they do. do yeah. They? But there's normally a, well, there's normally a lead singer and then backup singers. But Gus definitely isn't singing because he, he's playing he's, the clarinet. He's playing the clarinet. Yeah. Right. Who plays the... The squeeze box in the, the Kenosha kickers. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, you uh, you definitely hear it you in the truck, it. but I don't remember seeing it. Do you it. see anyone playing it? No. The he, actual band that they used is called the uh, Eddie Carosa Jr. and the Boys from Illinois. So it was an actual polka band that... Oh, but they're from Illinois. But they're from Illinois, yeah. Uh, Close by. Yeah. It makes sense. They, they, they source somebody locally. Yeah. That's a good question, though, because I, I guess I never really thought about it. I never wondered, but it just seems to me like Gus Polinski is the front man. Well, when he walks up to Kate at the airport, he, you know, he says that, allow me to introduce myself, Gus Polinski. And he says it in a way that, you know, it's like, you should know who I am. Well, there right? aren't too many solo polka acts, right? I mean, no. it, it. I feel like polka is it's it's got it's got the European roots. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's sort of like the Eastern European roots, yeah. but it's in that big band tradition. You don't have a solo polka artist. So, but you also don't know the backup guy in a big band. No. So it feels like Gus Polinski is, is like, you should know who I am because I am the leader of, I'm the band leader of the Kenosha kickers. Yeah. But yeah. How's he singing? Are they just instrumental? They might be the only. I mean, song they're just they, instrumental in the car, in the in the van, in the yeah, rider van. The only song I think Penske van. No, is it budget? I think budget. It's, it's a budget, budget van. van. I think the only song that they play is. Yeah. What what is that song? Deck the halls. Deck the halls. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. They play that, that one, and it's yeah. like in a. It's sort of like a montage, not a montage, but uh, you know, like a, a transitional sequence. Yeah, they use that. They sort of carry that that music. Yeah. Into the next scene. Yeah, and that's when John Candy tries to get uh, Catherine O'Hara to play the try it, that. try it, <laughs> try it. No, she doesn't want to try it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so polka, polka, polka in the Midwest, mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. Do you like Gus Polinski as a character? I do. I really like Gus Polinski as a character. He's another one of these examples of how rich a character makes this story when the character isn't essential to the plot. In other words, Catherine O'Hara can get back home in a myriad of ways and it doesn't have to be the polka king of the Midwest, right? It's just this, it's it's this rich story and character development. It's it's all these like individual scenes. It's like you get to spend a few minutes with John Candy at an airport in in Scranton. 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 Right. 
Yep. And, yep. and and so yes, I, I love the character. He's also got some of the funniest lines. And my understanding is he 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 improvised. Yeah. So John Candy only did one day of shooting, uh, and it was as a favor to John Hughes. He was paid scale, which at the time was four hundred dollars a day. And they shot for 23 hours straight. I Wait, why this... did they shoot for 23 hours? That, that he's got, they've got two setups there. Well, they got two, they got two locations yeah. there. I mean, there's a company move. Well, one was just the van. So they had yeah. to shoot at the airport and then they probably just went back to the studio and shot the stuff inside the van there. It's a long day. It's a pretty long day, but they, they only had John Candy for one day. They could only afford 400. Right. Yeah. Do you like Gus Polinski? I love Gus Polinski. Gus Polinski is probably like my favorite character in Home Alone. I feel like Catherine O'Hara, Kate, Kate McAllister, I feel like her journey throughout the film is about relying on the kindness of others. And Gus is sitting in this airport lounge hearing that their their, their plane got canceled. And I like the idea of him just inserting himself in this situation to say, you know what? I can probably help this person out uh, and they're not going to get home by a plane. So, you know, I'm going to do what I can here. It's that Christmas spirit. That it's season that of perpetual hope. Season yeah. of perpetual hope. That underlying theme here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. He's a good character. He is a kind Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to Gus Polinski in Scranton. Kate is making a scene. Where do you think they're coming from, by the way? Do you think they were in Scranton? Do you think they're playing a show in Scranton? They could have been. I do know from having read the script that they needed to be back in Milwaukee for a Christmas show. And that's why they absolutely need to get there. Doesn't it seem weird for a regional band, especially with like larger instruments, to be flying anywhere? Yeah. I mean, they can't be they can't be fetching huge sums for playing Polish halls or something. Yeah. What what are they playing? Weddings. Weddings. Yeah. Oh, maybe they got flown in. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh Kate is making a scene and Gus Polinski notices and says, "I'm going to take this person off your hands. He really does seem grateful too. You see his face when he's like, can you excuse us for a second? I'm just gonna, we're just gonna, and the the attendant is just like, thank you so much. And then, yeah, I love this spiel that he gives. It goes on for like 60 seconds where he's just like, allow me to introduce myself, Gus Polinski, the Kenosha Kickers. It's it's (laughs) almost interminable. Yeah, Considering how frantic Kate is, her tether is so long for this. Yeah. Like she's I, she's she's just too gobsmacked to yell in his face. Yeah. And then like 45 seconds into the conversation after he's like given her all of his hits. She's like, these are songs? These are songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty big hits for us, you know, and uh, back in the early 70s. Uh, what is, what is, what's the figure that he says? He goes, because I love these. Like, he goes, uh, we sold about 170. No, it's 600 something. Oh, but, si- it, but he said it's a specific it's a number. Very, yeah. It's like 648 or something. He's says we sold about <laughs> as if he's like like ballparking it yeah. he knows exactly he knows. how many units they sold yeah and then yeah at that point you just lose it. i'm sorry did you say you could help me right <laughs> 
Right. Then, yeah, he goes into like his actual, you know, who he is. And he really does seem like a guy who's just trying to help somebody out on Christmas. You know, like, oh, you, you, you've got to see your kid. Right. He see he seems to that resonates with him. He's like, mm. you got to see your kid on Christmas. Mm. And then later when they're in the van, he confides in Kate. He like shares mm. his own experience. He's trying to help appease her. Not not appease her, but, you know, like well, make she, her feel better. Yeah. Right? She well, she's she's going through that 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 point where she's like, I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible but you yeah. know she's like sitting in a van with no windows right with just a bunch of that, polka like, bums how, how long is that drive from scranton to chicago it's got to be like 15, i would say 12 tw- i would say 12, 12 hours 12 yeah. hours and the entire time she's just thinking i gotta get there as fast as i can because my son is home alone right and she's and, just right, the like, clock is ticking yeah every moment in the back of this cold ass van yeah and you can just you can really feel that she is like i'm a terrible mother like this really means i'm a terrible mother and then Gus just like tries to comfort her. Well, and he tells her about the story about how they left the kid with the corpse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this re- this also reveals that Gus has a family of his own. Mm-hmm. He's not just like an on the road bachelor. He doesn't name names, but he says um, the little tyke, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's up with that? I mean, he's got a kid. Yeah. He's got maybe a wife, maybe an ex-wife. Yeah. But like, what do you think? What do you think Gus's story is here? Who do you think this guy is? I mean, I assume that he's from Sheboygan. I don't know. They're also called the Kenosha Kickers. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so okay. So they're they're probably from Kenosha, which is the southernmost county in Wisconsin along the Lake Michigan border. It's like really, it's really a, flirting with Chicago. Yeah, land. it's like a yeah. suburb of Chicago. And yeah. then Sheboygan is, you know, ha- about halfway between there and Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm going to assume he grew up in Kenosha. You're going to assume he grew up in Kenosha. Small town. A real kicker. Yeah. Graduated from high school. Uh, you think? Polka. You think he possesses a high school diploma? Yeah. Wow. I do. Cool. Do you not? I'm asking the oh, questions that's just here. Rude. I'm asking the questions, and Are you're you? giving the answers. I mean, I'm trying. That's not the arrangement. No, but just in this. I mean, I'm asking just, just right now. Yeah, right now. All right. I don't want I'm this asking, to become like a permanent power dynamic. Oh, okay. Do you think he's divorced? I kind of get the sense that he's a family man. Like he, when he talks about his family and he talks about his wife, it really does feel like there's a home waiting for him in Kenosha. They just never know when they're going to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's that rock star life. Yeah. It seems similar to, you know, like his character in planes, trains and automobiles, you know, like the guy was a salesman. He was on the road all the time, but like he genuinely loved his wife. Right. But his wife is dead. Okay. So he loved his wife while she was alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he's a family man. I think he like, I think he genuinely does have a family back home. Like he enjoys playing polka. These are his friends from high school. Maybe he graduated. Maybe he didn't, but polka was big in the seventies in Wisconsin. And, uh, and then it took off, you know, and then like he actually did find some semblance of stardom as a polka player. And then I think probably just kept chasing that dream and now it seems very much like the oh remember back in the day when we you were playing huge polka festivals in wisconsin the glory days and now do you you think they play slovenian style i don't know what that is i don't i don't either i just wrote it down i don't know anything about polka I asked you to research that. I did, and that's what I wrote down. i wrote down the last polka i i I wrote down slovenian style so gosh dang sick of this You said you hadn't seen Canadian bacon, right? 
a Twin Lakes polka, Damavuji polka, aka Kiss Me polka, polka twist. Well, these are songs. Yeah, yeah, we some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early seventies, you know. <laughs> yeah, we sold about six hundred and twenty-three copies of that. In Chicago? No, Sheboygan. Very big in Sheboygan. They loved it, you know. I'm sorry. Did you say you could help me? 623 copies. 623 copies. Thank you, Mr. Producer. I should have known that. You should have. 623 copies. I don't know why you didn't. I'm I'm off my game. We're well aware. Well, it's 5.15 in the morning. I can't be top-notch every moment of the day. Why do we have to record right now? I don't know. You want to talk about the other Kenosha kickers? I don't know much about them apart from they're actually members of a band. Yeah, they must take polka-ing really seriously. Because that's all that Gus really has to say about any of them is that they're terrible family men. I mean, is that kind of like the the fate of most musicians who have to travel around the country? You know, you spend so much time away from people that... It's hard. It's hard being away from home. Yeah. It's hard pursuing that rock star life. Yeah. It's worth it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's worth sacrificing that relationship with your family. Fame is always better than family. Let's hope they don't write a book about him. What do you think? About Eddie. What do you think that means? I don't know, but I really latched onto that as a kid. Yeah. I was like, I want to know what that means. He's a serial killer. I want to read the book. In 1993, that was kicking around in my head Mm. a lot that holiday season yeah. i was like what it what book would they write about this guy it'd be a pretty bad book i think you think it would be bad well, well that's what be, i think that's what gus was trying to get at. i mean i think it would be salacious how not to be a father oh so you think it would be like uh like a dr spock sort of like a self-help book yeah. like use well or may, like a maybe. rich dad poor or dad a, a cautionary tale a maybe cautionary tale. Like, if you want to yeah. be a bad dad eddie right. from the kenosha kick wait eddie's the uh the lead guy w- what do you mean he's the lead guy of the actual band oh he's the, the guy polka band. oh he's eddie, the actual eddie guy. carosa jr and the boys from illinois oh, oh okay hey, i like okay. the sound of that band eddie carosa jr and the boys from illinois that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So Gus does something similar to Uncle Frank. when. The, is this a joke? They're on the plane. No. When they're on the plane and Uncle Frank is saying, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Gus basically does the same thing. And he tells this story about how his son was mentally scarred from his neglect basically <laughs> and i love too that she, she like at the end of it she's like maybe we should just not talk about this anymore oh, you brought it up yeah. <laughs> i love, love to yeah he like puts it back on her he's like i'm just trying to make you feel better about yeah. having it's a little kid little Chicago. defensive yeah yeah <laughs> You're right, though. He does a similar thing. He's not like he is not the only character who tries in an unhelpful way to help Kate process her feelings. It's, it's different from Frank, though, because Frank, Frank, I think is Frank just, doesn't get it. Yeah. Frank doesn't really understand it and he doesn't really care. But Gus genuinely is trying to make her feel better. And he's just bad at it. Yeah. What he did was it's sort of on the same level. Mm. And I think that's why it's reminding Kate of how bad leaving her kid at home for days is. Yeah. She's like, I don't need a reminder. Yeah. You know, I don't need this visceral reminder of, of, of how damaging it can be to a child's psyche to have a parent who's completely irresponsible. Do you have a favorite uh, John Candy movie? Is it Home Alone? 
it's probably home alone. I also want to point out earlier you did say that that Gus Polinski is prob- probably your favorite character in Home Alone. Yeah. And uh, well, I, mean, I feel like the... you, I feel like you've said that about other characters in the past. I... I'm not faulting you. I'm just I wanted to point it out. I definitely haven't. And uh, Gus Polinski is my favorite character in, in Home Alone. Uh, I feel like he genuinely represents the 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 spirit of perpetual hope in Christmas, uh, you know, and, and he ends up being. I don't know. What's the opposite of a deus ex machina? You know, like there, there didn't need to be something that came and got Kate home. I mean, I guess you could have just rented a car. I mean, the opposite of a deus ex machina is good storytelling. An angel. I would say. No, I think, no, it's I like, think an angel is literally a deus ex machina. No, there's like, there's like some term related to angels or something that has to. Angels in the outfield. No, that's not it. Who did you? Danny try- Glover's in that movie. Who did you try to connect me to with Tone Loke? You seen that movie, Angels in the Outfield? Orson yeah. Welles. No, not that one. Who was Rodney Dangerfield? One? Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, you gonna try again? You need that. You need redemption. I'm really embarrassed. Yeah. Look, it's a hard game. Should it's I a hard gone, game. I should have gone with Sigourney Weaver. I could have gotten elsewhere with Sigourney Weaver. I should have given you Sigourney Weaver. No, I should, a... I should have gone the Sigourney oh, okay. Weaver route, you know, because then you got Michael Bain and that gets you to Arnold Schwarzenegger, which gets you to uh, anything you need to be. We'll do it. Get us there. Where does where does Arnie get you? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about Home Alone too long. It's it's too far gone. Is, is, Arnie, is Arnie in any movies with Hulk Hogan? I don't think so. No. Stallone is. Yeah. Well, is Arnie in any movies with Stallone? Are they in those Expendable movies together? Yes. So they're in Expendables. Yeah. And then Stallone is in Rocky Three with yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan is in Spy Hard with Tone Loke. I can't use that there one. I can't, I can't use a movie I haven't seen. You can. Of course you can use a movie I haven't seen. I don't seen. want to. You don't need to want to. I feel like you don't have the luxury to want to and not want to do things when you can't even get there by your own rules. Well, whatever. You, you got to play you, by you the know, real rules. You didn't even watch the last polka. I feel like he's an integral part of the movie, but he's such a small part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I'm having trouble caring about him at this point in the episode. Mm. I feel like I don't care. I don't care about Gus Polinski anymore. I actually feel like this is the first opportunity I've had. I like him. I like him as a character, mm. but now I don't care. You know, I don't wonder what happened to him. Well, the, I think he, he went to play a show the following day at Christmas. I don't care. In Milwaukee. He didn't even spend Christmas with his kids. I mean, maybe he did, but maybe he did. Maybe they, not. maybe it was close enough to go back home to Kenosha. He could have been lying about the whole thing too. You know, like, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. He, he, he maybe doesn't have a family at all. No. Would you let your wife get in a van with a polka band and drive 10 hours in an unwindowed moving truck? I mean, it's her decision to get back home to your son. I don't have a son. But would you let your wife get back home to her son? No, no. Give me one. Give me another one. I can do this. Tone Loke. Yeah. Glenn Close. All right. Glenn Close is in the big chill with... Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. who's in... <laughs> uh, no, 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 um, Glenn Close is in is in the Big Chill mm-hmm. with uh, with Kevin Klein, who's in uh, a Fish Called Wanda with John Cleese, mm-hmm. 
who's in uh, Titanic with Billy Zane, hmm. who's in uh, Firewalk with me. No, who's in uh, Sniper with Tom Berenger, who's in The Big Chill with Glenn Close. I did it. Who's to Tone Loke? Oh, um, you go Big Chill, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, and he's Jeff in, oh. Goldblum is in Independence Day with Bill Pullman, who's in Titan A.E. No, with Tone Loke with Ron Perlman. Jeff Goldblum, who's in Independence Day with James with Ron Perlman, who's in Blank Check with Tone Loke with Brian Bosnall. Yeah, who's in that with Tone Loke? And Miguel. I already got to Blank Check. <sighs> All right, so if Gus Polinski offered you a ride to Chicago on Christmas Eve because he overheard you arguing with a ticket attendant, would you get into his budget van with him and his polka band? I love the question. I do. How, but how urgent is it that I get back to Chicago? It's really urgent. Okay. I would do it. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. yeah. I believe that Kate would. Yeah. I don't suspend my disbelief watching Kate get in a van. Yeah. With with Gus. She's tired. She's dirty. She has been to She's been Dallas. From Paris. From Paris to, to Dallas, Dallas to where, where the, the hell, hell is she? I love that the uh ticket attendant just seems so apologetic that he has to say like you're in Scranton. He's like, I know. I Scram. Scram. Also, side note, apparently people think People think Elvis Elvis is, is in is, line is in line behind them. The yeah. dude with the beard. Why? Why do people think that's Elvis? I mean, he kind of looks like Elvis. I mean, kind of, I guess. Uh, but if it is Elvis, then he faked his own death, right? Why would you choose to be an extra in a film if you're in hiding? And not not only that, but an extra in a film from a director who just came off making a film about you. Yeah, he would know. Who's clearly a huge fan. Yeah. You think Chris Columbus doesn't notice that Elvis, Elvis is Presley in is in his shot? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I don't buy that theory. He got off he got off of the dope. Yeah. He cleaned up his act. Yeah. And he was like, I'm done. Didn't he have problems with the mob though? Uh Elvis? I thought that was Sinatra. Oh, I thought Elvis had problems with the mob, and that's why what, he faked his death. He, he like went into witness protection or what something. What problems did he have with the mob? What did he do? I, I don't actually know anything about his music. Well, that the mob has nothing to do with his music, does it? Where were we again? Do you feel like this was worth it? Talking about Gus Polinsky and the Kenosha Kickers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was worth it. I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I valued this conversation. Good. Good. It's important that someone does. <laughs> if I were Gus Polinsky, I would quit. Quit polka? I'd, I think I would quit polka. It's 1990. Hmm. It's still Wisconsin, though. It's still Wisconsin. I don't know. What do you think that character brings to the movie in general? Do you think that that's uh, like a good way for Kate to get home? Thematically, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I think we talked about it a little bit before, but I think that Gus plays very importantly into the season of perpetual hope, which is a theme of the movie and redemption and kindness and giving. Uh, and also he provides just more levity. He provides a different flavor of comedy, mm -hmm. that special John Candy flavor of comedy that we wouldn't otherwise get. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think the character brings a lot to the movie and whatever I said before, 
before I was just tired. I take it all back. I love the character. I love the movie. Home Alone, great movie. You've got to see it. I'll check it out. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Really, truly. All right. I, I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Long Road Home Alone is broadcast live from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's hosted by Jimmy Dantes and Joey Z and produced by Pat Muldoon. Until next time, eat junk and listen to rubbish. <laughs>